0: Welcome to the Awakening Podcast. You can find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We're also on BitChute. I got kicked off YouTube, but it depends on what we're talking about. might be able to put it on my own personal channel. And I've got four other podcasts, and I'm a podcasting coach. And you'll find everything on bio.link forward slash podcaster. Today, my guest is also a podcaster with two shows, and he's written 20-plus books. Please welcome Liam Naden.
1: Hello, Roy. Thank you very much for having me on your show.
0: No problem at all.
1: Really excited to be here. Yes, I'm looking forward to this
0: conversation. So I suppose first you might just let the listeners know who's Liam, besides having 20 books or 20 plus books, which is impressive.
1: Okay, well, I call myself a speaker, teacher, writer and researcher, but very much like what your podcast is about, my commitment is, is really to the truth. And more specifically, what really gets us the results we do in our life, both good and bad and that's the focus of both what i what i research write about speak about and also teach is really cutting through all of the the noise about who we are why we're here how we operate and how we create our life that's me
0: excellent so i know that my own journey is when i kind of lost everything it was kind of my way of creating what i'm doing now and having my fight so I'd like to, you might let the listeners know your your journey, what made you kind of get into what you're doing.
1: Sure. Okay. Well, my defining moment as well, By the, it sounds like you had the same experience, was I lost everything as well. And I was in my mid 40s. And before that, I was a multimillionaire. I had all the trappings of success. I was doing pretty well, multiple homes, multiple businesses. and uh, But I woke up one day and found that I'd pretty well lost everything. And I had to move in with my elderly mother, sleep on the sofa in her small apartment in in the living room. And um, this was a real real puzzle to me because all of my life until that point, I'd been a student of success. So I'd always had my own business. After university, I I started my own businesses and and the first of many. And alongside working really hard and, and striving to be the best I could be, I studied everything I could about what is success? How can I achieve more? How can I be more, do more? All of those things. And I went down many different paths. I studied religion because, as the name suggests, bit, you know, you're, you've know, you got an Irish background as, as well. I was brought up a Catholic and so into a very religious family. So I really studied religion and the Bible and what that t- taught me about success or teaches about success. and I, But I studied all sorts of other things as well particularly down the personal development, self-help, self-improvement, and also spirituality avenues. And I, I literally went to seminars all over the world to with, with the great name gurus, if you like, about what how to be more successful. And I read a huge number of books, and I, stu- I did lots of courses on everything from motivation, uh, goal-setting, changing the way you use your brain, reprogramming your subconscious mind, you know, all these sorts of things, changing your beliefs. And I used to listen to hypnosis tapes and and recordings and and do all sorts of programs. So when I got to the point of losing everything, of course, the, the question I came up with was, how could this have happened to me? Because I've done all this stuff on how to be successful, how to be in control of your life, and how to set goals, how to achieve what you want. And for the first time, I actually felt completely out of control, totally out of control of my life. And like I had, I had no control over what was happening to me because it certainly wasn't my choice to lose everything. But something really interesting happened as a result of that experience. And that was that when I rebuilt my life, when my life sort of got put back together, as it were, and I you know, got through the operation of all the, the trauma of losing everything and got back on track, I found things were happening to me in in quite a different way. And I say happening to me because that's what it felt like. Because before, what I'd been doing is i had been really chasing after success. I'd really been struggling and striving to be better, setting goals, trying to learn more, trying to, to always increase and add to what I had. And I did it through struggle. And I did it through a lot of stress, a lot of problems. In fact, it got to the point where, and this is a real point of truth that I discovered isn't true, is that I got to the point of believing that life is meant to be a struggle, that life is a struggle, that if you want to achieve success or if you want to do anything meaningful in your life, you have to overcome enormous adversity. You have to struggle. You have to have to achieve through overcoming all this adversity and being successful means you're going to have a lot of problems and that's just part of the territory you know life is hard you, you have to deal with problems now none of those things are true we've all been told they're true but they're actually not and they don't make any sense from a a natural biological perspective either and maybe later we can talk about how this actually, how we actually work i'm sure we will get onto that but the difference was in my previous life that was what my life was like yes i was achieving success Yes, I was achieving my goals sometimes. But yes, I was stressed. And yes, I had a lot of problems. But what I noticed as my life was going in this new direction was that I was achieving success. I was starting to set up new businesses, come up with new ideas of things to do. New opportunities came along. And I was starting to make really good money again. And I was getting back on my feet. And I was able to do all of the things I really wanted to do. I was starting to live some of my quote unquote dreams, as it were. And things were going really well. But what's different was instead of me chasing success, which I had been, it was like success was coming to me. So people, unexpected things were starting would happen in my life. Somebody would come along and say, hey Liam, here's an opportunity to do something. And I'd go, well, that's a good idea. I'll do that. And it all, all just fit into place or I'd get a new idea or some other opportunity would come along or some situation would come along and everything just worked a lot better. And I used to, I could wake up in the morning looking forward to the day, being excited about the day, not, not dreading opening my inbox and not going to bed at night stressed and worried about all my problems and thinking, oh, I've got to all the things I've got to deal with the next day. My life is so much happier and better. And I thought to myself, you know, one of the really interesting things about this is I don't have the stress and problems that I used to have. I'm working hard, but I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. And I'm not struggling with stress and problems. Things are actually working. And on a productivity, or you mentioned all my books, you know, I was being far more productive than I'd been, far more effective, making much better decisions, not dealing with mistakes and problems. So I thought to myself, I want to know what I'm doing differently. I've got to figure this out because I don't want to stop doing it. You know, I don't want to mess it up, but I'm doing something differently and I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was something that I had to figure out what I was doing differently. And remember, I had all of this knowledge and information about all of these different things, but none of those had really given me the answers that I'd i I'd been, been looking for. And so I went on this sort of research detective hunt, if you like, to try and figure out what had happened to me. And coincidentally, at the time, one of my businesses was coaching other people, helping other people, and specifically in the area of marriage and relationships and helping people with their problems in that area. And you mentioned my books. Most of my books are on on that topic. And what I noticed is there was a pattern of behavior in the results the people I was coaching were getting as well. Some were succeeding in in achieving what they wanted, which was to heal and repair their marriage, and other people weren't. So that gave me some really good clues about the difference, the true difference between a life of struggle, stress, problems, not really getting to where you want to go, not feeling in control, always having disasters strike, if you like, or things you had to deal with, versus a life that really just worked, where you were in the flow and things things were so much more productive and fulfilling. And that led me to a study of the brain. And the the reason I got onto studying the brain is what I have discovered, and this ties in with the, the theme of your show, is virtually everything we've been taught about who we are, how we operate, and how our life is supposed to be, is actually completely wrong. And there's a very good reason why it's wrong, because when you understand who you are, you actually take back your own power rather than giving it to someone else, and there's a lot of people in this world who, or most, I suppose you could say, many people benefit from you giving them your power. You know, whether it be your money, your time, your 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 um, devotion, your following, your support. So, there's a there's a, a if you like, and you know, without getting too um, negative about it, there is. Um, a benefit to many people not to teach you or not to allow you to see who you really are and when i discovered all this i thought this is this is what we need to know this is what people need to know because it is the answer to living the life that you're supposed to live to living a life that is truly fulfilling enjoyable and is an adventure not a struggle so this is how i started i thought all this knowledge all all of these things i've got all these ideas where can I start? And I thought, well, maybe I should start with the basics, which is who am I? And of course, many people have sought to answer that question. But it struck me as odd that very few people have ever thought of the fact that although we all have different ideas about who we might be and what life is all about, on a biological level, life is actually quite simple. And life has a very specific function and purpose on a biological level. And we are biological. There might be lots of other aspects to us, but we can all agree we live in a physical body. We are biological to a very large degree, and we live in a biological world. We're surrounded by life. We are life and surrounded by life. So starting from that point of view or that place, you can say, well, what's the purpose of my life biologically? What's the purpose of me being alive? That's a good, good question to ask. And all of biological science, all scientists will tell you that, yes, all biological life does have a purpose and and does have a, a structure. And that purpose is to survive and to thrive. So all biological life is wired and designed to seek to survive. And what's the best way any life form has of surviving? By being at its best. So in a very real sense, all life is wired, designed, to strive to be its very best so that it has the greatest chance of survival. But this is also our own life as well, because we're biological. So our biological purpose and the way we're wired is to seek to be the best that we can be so that we have the greatest chance of survival. And for, for humans, of course, that, does just, that just doesn't mean physic, uh, physically your best. That means mentally, emotionally, spiritually. That means feeling good, that means being happy. Because when you are at your best, when you are at your happiest, that's when you're most, you're most resourceful, productive, creative, imaginative, all of those things that make your life much have a much greater chance of survival, give you a greater chance of survival. And also, you give the whole human species a greater chance of survival as well, when you're at your best. So in a really funny but logical way, you can say we're biologically designed to be happy. We are. It makes total sense, doesn't it? And then I thought, okay, well, that make, that does make total sense. But hang on. There must be some has nature provided any mechanisms or tools or or you know s- systems to allow that to happen? Because it wouldn't make any sense that it hadn't, that nature hadn't provided it. And in fact, nature has provided every living species, every creature with a mechanism. To, ensure, to aim to ensure that it is the best that it's that it can be to give it the greatest chance of survival. And that is a brain. And you know a brain for every living um, species or organism is simply a machine or a mechanism if it's a simple brain or a simple organism but it's a machine whose sole purpose is designed to make that creature have the greatest chance of survival by making it the best that it can be. And that goes for us as well. We've got a brain. And our brain, the sole purpose of that is to ensure that we're the best that we can be so that we have the greatest chance of survival. And that includes being our happiest. So your brain is a machine, a tool, a mechanism that's designed to make sure that you're happy and that you're the best that you can be. And I thought, but hang on, that's all logical and it's all backed up by science science. So what about problems? What about stress? Why does, How come most people aren't the best they can be? How come most people aren't happy? How come most people are stressed? That doesn't make sense. That if, if everyone um, isn't happy, or if very few people are, then we can't be, it can't be our natural state. But it turns out that it is our natural state. Because if you look at all of nature, there is no failure. There's only failure and stress and struggle in the human species. Every other natural um, life form, you know, there's life, death, there's decay, there's all that, and growth, there's all that sort of thing, but there's no struggle. There's no, there are no problems. Everything exists perfectly. And we're the only species that has problems. And I thought, why, why is that the case? Are problems natural? Well, it turns out they can't be natural because problems and stress don't help you survive. They don't make you better. They actually weaken you. You know, science is is more and more uncovering the fact that all diseases is caused by stress. So it doesn't help us. So the fact we've all got problems doesn't mean they're natural. But what it does mean is something is not working naturally. And that thing is the brain. Because the brain is a machine. And I mentioned earlier about how it's designed to make you the best you can be. Well, if you think about any machine, you know, a good example is a motor car. We know what a motor car is. It's a machine designed... With a very specific task for a very specific task, and that is to get you from where you are to where you want to go. That's it. No other task that it has. And it, and you know that that machine it's designed to do that. And if it's used the right way, it will do it efficiently, effectively, enjoyably for you, and and predictably, it's going to do that. But you also know if you don't know how to drive a car, or if you do, if you use it in the wrong way, it's not going to do that. And it doesn't matter how motivated you are, how determined you are, how strong you are, how much knowledge you have about everything else, how much you set a goal, how much you pray, any of those things. It's just not going to do the job. And that's that's exactly how the brain works. And, it's, and again, if you think about a car, what happens if you use it the wrong way? Problems show up. It's not the fault of the car it's because that's designed to not have problems. It's designed to work perfectly. But it's the problem of the operator, the person using it. You know, if you're putting the wrong fuel in or if you're put, putting the brake pedal and the accelerator down at the same time and it's smoking and the engine's blowing up or whatever it is, those are problems. And it turns out biologically problems are a sign or, or they're, they're the result of us simply not using this machine of our brain the right way. And so when I realized all of this and I started to research about how the brain is supposed to work, I found the answers and the the instructions on how to use our, our brain in all sorts of places. I found it in religion, it's taught in the Bible. I found it in philosophy, it's in psychology, it's in every spiritual um, tradition and teaching around the world about how to use our brain the right way. But we've never been taught this. We've and as I said right at the beginning, there's people don't want you to know this because this you you take your own power back when when this happens. So this is what I do now. I've created a model for how the brain works, which I now teach, which is quite simple because it's a bit like a car. You know, you don't you don't need to know the, the technical name of everything that goes into a car, but you do need to know how things work on a basic level so that you can use it the right way. And uh, just this is how just, I come just, to where I am.
0: And just, just on that, because obviously I've kind of gone through a very similar journey. It was like, you could be talking about me when you were going through the different things. And you know, I had looking at making millions as well. And it ended up being personally liable for 5 million euro. And I had a lot of companies and everything had loads of uh, court cases. But if I go back and look at me now, and I sleep like a baby and similar, I mean, I was working too hard at that stage. It was always the push for extra stuff. But even though it was a terrible thing at the time, I look back as a blessing because I became a different person because of it. And I'm just, do you feel the same?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's the, the sole reason why I'm here talking to you now, why I even know any of this stuff. And, why I, and it took me from a life of, like you were describing, struggle, going on the wrong track, really, setting all those goals, trying to push hard and just burning myself out and ending up with a whole, avalanche of problems coming back at you which ends up in a a bit of a disaster at one point to now where you know I'm not saying I'm perfect well we're all perfect on one level but but you know um, understanding a lot more about who we are and how we operate and, and therefore having a different experience of life the natural experience of life that we're all designed to have where life's an adventure not a struggle that's what it's supposed to be and am sure you'd agree. No, absolutely.
0: Like you mentioned about kind of gaining control of ourselves. And that's something that I'm kind of really delving into. I've done a lot of research, but I'm not sure is it the same angle that you're looking at? Because I'm looking at the sovereignty kind of common law UCC and realizing that everything that's done against us is basically we're all slaves in this planet when 99.9% of people don't actually realize that we own nothing. And it's kind of how it is. But once you start kind of taking control, it's freeing. Like you just feel,
1: yeah, I'm no longer a slave. Yes, and freedom comes from understanding. You know, freedom doesn't come from faith. People talk about faith. Oh, I believe that, I'm. you know, everything's going to be good. You, that's not going to help you because deep down you don't believe it. But once you, are, you start to understand, and this is why I teach a model of the brain, and, and there are actually four parts to the brain. And how they work, how they're supposed to work, how most people are using them the wrong way, which is why they get problems show up in their life. Once you start to understand that, understanding is what brings you your power. Because a little bit like a car, you know, if you get a, if, if you don't know how a car works, it's not going to be able to work for you. And it doesn't, as I say, it doesn't matter how, how much belief you have or how much you want to, it to work. It's just not going to. But when you know how a car works, you just do a few things and you can relax and enjoy the ride you're not worried about it getting you to where you want it to go because you just know that's the way it works that it's the way it's designed to do it, it's, its purpose so it's a much it's a very liberating thing this understanding who you are how your brain works and i'd love to share with your listeners a bit of a, a, a taste of how this how you who you actually are and how your brain works
0: absolutely yeah
1: okay ready for that yeah, definitely yeah <laughs> okay well, obviously, there's lots of technical words, as I said earlier, that I could throw in, but I've, I've really simplified it down to a model that I think anyone can understand and that, and that is useful. And the first thing to realize or to remind people of is just the purpose of your brain. It is to make you the best you can be. That's what it's designed to do. It's biologically designed for that. And, and the other thing to realize about that, it has the power to do that. This thing between our ears we have no concept of how incredibly powerful it is somebody once wrote that it has the equivalent computer power of 500 trillion microprocessors. it's just vastly more powerful than any computer system on on the planet so it not only is designed to give you the best life possible it has the ability to do that it's, it's designed to to actually do that it has the power to do that so once you understand that and realize that, or realize a bit of that, if you like, the question becomes, well, how does it work? So essentially there are four parts to the brain, and these are all in different physical locations. This isn't ideas, this is what science has uncovered as different areas of the brain that are responsible for different forms of activity and different tasks, if you like. So the first part of the brain is what I call the thinking brain, and this is located at the top of your head, And this is actually the largest part of your brain by physical area, but it's not the most important. But what the thinking brain does is in every second of your life, every moment of your life, it's taking in, it's gathering the information that's coming at you from your environment through your five senses. So everything you smell, taste, touch, hear, see, and also every idea and every thought that you have is being gathered by your thinking brain and stored in what is essentially a large library or a database. So this is a storehouse of all of the information that you've gathered through every moment of your life, through all of your experience. That's stored in your thinking brain. All right, so the second part of your brain is your emotional brain or your feeling brain. And this is pretty obvious. This is the part of your brain that's responsible for creating chemicals, actually, that make you feel a certain way, that that give you feelings and emotions. And they can range, obviously, everything from... You know, happiness, love, gratitude, excitement, all of those things, to the, the opposite, which is fear, worry, doubt, and anxiety. It's all created and managed by your emotional brain. And that's actually just below the, the thinking brain inside your head. The third part of the brain is what I call the survival brain. And this manages everything to do with your moment-by-moment survival. Obviously, not the things you're thinking about, but the things that are happening automatically so this is like your breathing your heart rate all of your organs all of your bodily functions and processes these are managed by your survival brain so the job of the survival brain is literally to keep you alive and there's one really other important function about the survival brain which is actually really critical to understand but virtually nearly everybody doesn't understand this and this is why we have problems and that is the way your survival brain operates is you're living your life and very occasionally, particularly in in the modern world, very occasionally you're presented with an unexpected and immediate threat to your survival, something that's dangerous, something that could harm you right in the moment. So if you can imagine in prehistoric times, you know, you're walking along the forest and a lion jumps out from behind a rock. So that's a threat to your immediate survival. And your survival brain has a mechanism to deal with that. And it's called the sympathetic nervous system, although sometimes we call it the fight-flight-freeze mechanism. So it's a reaction. So your brain sees this immediate threat. It sends a signal to to the rest of your brain and and body to say, danger, warning, activate the system and deal with this immediately. So it goes into the survival brain, and the survival brain reacts to this threat. So if it's a lion, you know, it runs, run, you run away, or you uh, stand and try and fight, or you shout out for help, but you do it like on an instinctive without thinking level. And the idea is your, your survival brain enables all of the resources of your body to just get rid of that danger as quickly and as, as possible and eliminate it. That's all managed by the survival brain. And that's really good, obviously, when you're faced with a, with a threat. But there's a fourth part to, the, to your brain, and this is actually the part that manages the state that you're supposed to live in of being the best that you can be. Because remember, that's what your brain's really designed about. It's not designed to fight fight lions. It's designed to make you the best that you can be. So this is what I call the creative brain. And the creative brain, this is where your intuition comes from. It's where your creativity comes your imagination, where you get new ideas, where you get new solutions to doing something a bit a better way. You know, musicians and artists and creators talk about this creative place, they don't know what it is, where, for instance, a composer, he hears the music, and then he writes it down. He doesn't know where the music has come from. It's not come from his thinking brain, his thoughts, his experience, it's somewhere else. So this is a very creative place. And this is also where your motivation comes from. And it's where you get those gut feelings about, "Mm, I'm not sure. That doesn't feel right to do that. Well, that feels really right. Well, you meet somebody and you go, I can't believe it. I'm going to marry this person. I just know it. All of these things are managed by your creative brain. And this is the way you're supposed to live most of the time. This is your natural creative state. It's sometimes called being in the flow, being in the zone. And what happens in this state? You make great decisions. You come up with great ideas. You're motivated to follow through on doing the right thing at the right time. And remember, I said earlier that this—that your brain is almost infinitely powerful. So it not only has the ability to manage you, it has the ability to manage your environment. And things we call luck, coincidence, synchronicity, they're not actually luck and uh, luck or chance at all. This is all things managed by your creative brain. And this is what I found. That people I really unexpected things started happening in my life. Things that I could never have put on a goals list or planned or done anything like that. And it really worked. And, you know, new and unexpected coincidences, quote unquote, started to happen. So when you're in your natural creative state, when you're being the best that you can be biologically, when your brain is working the right way to ensure that you're the best you can be, it's using this creative part of your brain as the driver. This is the part that where it manages everything. And obviously it's using your thinking, your emotion on your survival brain to play their role. But this is the part that's driving your life. This is when it's working for you. This is the way you're supposed to live all of the time, except when the lion came, comes running out of the jungle at you from behind the rock, or someone runs up to you and, and raises their fist at you and you think they're going to hit you. In other words, when you're faced with an immediate threat, that's going to harm you or could even kill you and what happens in that instance is the the creative brain shuts off and the the part of your brain that becomes activated is that fight flight freeze part and that deals with that threat or danger now this is perfect this is the way way it's supposed to work because the reason your creative brain is shut off is for two reasons one is all of the resources in that part of your brain are of no use to you to get rid of an immediate threat if there's a lion coming at you creativity imagination awareness resourcefulness none of that's important not only is it not important it's dangerous it could be dangerous if you if you use that you know if the lion's coming at you and you're thinking oh yes there's a lion but but what a beautiful world i live in and this is a lovely forest you know you're going to be dead so it's not a, it's no of no use to you but this and it could even be harmful in that situation but the second reason is your brain uses a lot of energy and your creative brain is using a lot of energy and when you're faced with an immediate threat to your survival your brain takes all of the energy that it can every last ounce from all over your body and all of your bodily systems including your creative brain to direct that energy to dealing with fighting off that threat that danger because it's Probably going to need every ounce of energy that you have. So, in a very real sense, your creative brain is shut down when you're faced with an immediate danger. But this is the biggest problem. This is what people don't realise: is the activator for your um, your fight, flight, freeze mechanism is the feeling of fear, fear, anxiety, stress, worry. All of those things are a signal from your brain that are producing chemicals because it's thinking somehow that you are facing a threat, an immediate threat to your survival. And what happens then? You shut down all your your resourcefulness, if you like, your, your true resources. Now, that's fine when you're facing an immediate threat. But what happens when you're not facing an immediate threat and you're feeling stressed, worried, afraid, anxious about your life situation, which is most people most of the time? You've blocked off all the resources you have to actually solve the problems you've got. So most people are trying to struggle their way out of problems, and they don't realize that the part of their brain that's designed to ensure that if they do have problems, they're going to solve them the right way, but it's designed to stop you having problems. It's designed to make you live your best life. You're blocking all that part of your brain off. And the activator is fear. Fear, stress, anxiety. So if you look at it from a control point of view, what's the best way to control somebody else? Make them feel fear. Because when you feel fear, you become very limited in your brain activity. You don't see who you really are. You don't see your... And you you can't be resourceful, creative, and do amazing things in your life. Your brain is not... Those resources are shut down. So this is the problem. Fear... Is the enemy? People are using their brain the wrong way because they're they're using fear to to put them in the state and block them themselves off from their creative, their natural state. That's it.
0: And basically, in the last two and a half years, people they've been fared into fearmongery with propaganda, and they're going into depression. They're not able to sleep based on a lie. You know, that's just been recurgitated the
1: whole time and they're not taking control of their own lives. And what do you see? People acting totally irrationally. because And why would people act irrationally? It's not that they want to. It's just that they're using the part of their brain, the survival part of their brain, that isn't rational, that can't see the big picture, that can't see the truth about what is, as you say, what is really going on. So what is the best way to make sure people don't see what is really going on? You tell them stories that make them feel fear. You say, if you don't do this, you're going to die. And if if you don't, and there's a war happening over on another side of the world, that means that a bomb might drop on you, World War Three might start, and you're going to die. And if you're sending this information to your brain, maybe your brain's a machine. The thinking brain takes in this information and stores it, and it retrieves it. But if you're putting stuff in that makes you feel bad, then... You are going to believe all those, all those things because your survival brain can't see any, can't see the big picture, can't see anything else. And you're going to act in, in totally irrational ways. So the antidote is to real if you understand once you start understanding how, how your brain works, you realize fear is the enemy. Anything that makes you feel bad puts you in the wrong brain state that immediately disempowers you from being able to create your ideal life. Because when you're in your creative state, bad things don't happen to you. I mean, bad things don't really happen to most people anyway, do they? I mean, you and I have been homeless and lost everything, but we're still alive. We, we still managed to eat, you know, and nobody came and chopped our legs off. Well, they didn't to me anyway. <laughs> Probably some people wanted to, who I owed money to, but anyway, <laughs> we won't go there. But this is the thing, people don't, and I said right at the beginning what I'm really My life purpose now is to try and help people understand who we really are, but you can't see who you really are in a fear state because your fear part of your brain is so limited. It's only designed to fight or run away or shout. That's it, it's not designed to create your life. And anybody who and and people will say, Well, you know, uh, you have to stay informed. You can justify it any way you like about what you choose to put in your life. But if it makes you feel bad, you lose. It's a biological fact. Your brain is not going to work. It's like if someone comes along to you and says, hey, Liam, um, here's a glass of hydrochloric acid. If you drink it, I'll give you a million dollars. And you say, what are are you talking about? What do you mean? Or I'll give you $10 million. And you say, but hang on, you don't understand. You obviously don't understand how the body works. If If I put hydrochloric acid into my body, it's going to destroy It's going to cause some severe problems. And the person says, "Oh, but if you believe and if you're motivated and, and you really you pray and you you try and understand it and and you you really feel no, this isn't going to harm me. You'll be okay." You say, "No, that's not the way it works. And it doesn't matter what they promise. It doesn't matter what justification there is." You know that's going to damage you. And it's the same with negativity. doesn't matter what justification other people are telling you, you need to know about something. Because the truth is you don't know need to know about all these things. Because the creative part of your brain knows everything you need to know about how to create a perfect life for you. It's going to navigate you through all of the ins and outs around the corner and make sure you avoid all the, all the wrong things and do all the right things and bring the right people to you. It's going to do that. That's what it's designed to do. It's got this infinite power to make sure that you're the best that you can be and you have the greatest chance of survival. It's not going to get caught out. So if you realize that whatever it is, if you're talking to a negative person, if you're having a negative conversation, if you're watching something negative on some sort of you know, media, TV or whatever, you lose because biologically, you're putting your brain into a disempowered state, a state that you become a victim, you become um, controlled by other people telling you what to do, and you never have your own power creating your ideal life. That's just the way it works biologically.
0: With the education system, because I've had a few people on the show, and I mean, I'm conscious of myself, the whole education system was infiltrated to basically make people compliant that they kind of go through a system, they obey, and then they get into a corporation to obey and never question or step out of it, and never, you know, become their true self.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, this is so weird because one of the places when I when I started to figure all this out about how the brain works, <clears throat> I thought this is amazing. You know, there is some one of the most amazing manuals, instruction manuals on how to use our brain is actually the Bible. We've been t- told how to use our brain for centuries by religion. So why is it that we're not doing it? Why aren't we taking any notice? Why are we allowing all this other stuff that, w- that other people are telling us is the true and how it works? Why are we allowing ourselves to believe that? Because what does it say in the Bible about how to use your brain? It says more than 360 times, be not afraid, have no fear, have faith, believe. Now, it's not saying, please try and believe and, and, you know, be a good idea if you didn't have so much fear in your life or just try not to be so afraid. You know, it's life saying be not afraid. Why is that? Because when you're afraid, you're using the brain the wrong way, unless there's a lion about to eat you. Be not afraid. It's an instruction. This is how you use your brain. It's like someone saying to you with a car, take off the handbrake take off the handbrake it's not it's an optional extra to and the car will still work fine if you still want to leave the handbrake on that's just the way it works also says in the bible do not be afraid about tomorrow give no thought to tomorrow do not be anxious do not be worried about what you shall eat drink or how you shall be clothed that'll all be provided for you so why are we all worried? Why, why is everyone sitting down trying to figure out and plan their life and worry about the future and retirement and what they need to do and all that sort of thing? We're not taught to do any of that. That's not how we work. That's not our natural, the natural process. And again, it doesn't matter how justified you might feel. The truth is the truth. This is the way it works biologically and scientifically. You can't, it's a bit like gravity. You know, you can walk off a 20 story building and you can hope that you go up, but you're not going to. You're going to go straight down. So it's the same with your brain. You can hope that you, you can have some negativity in your life or you can overcome some sort of negative stuff. But if something's making you feel bad, your machine is going into the wrong... Your machine is malfunctioning. It's simply... That's the way it is.
0: Well, the thing as well is you can't have two thoughts at once. So you switch it because, I mean, obviously we're bombarded. It's, at times it's hard to get around. Sometimes you could have a family member that you can't just leave them or get away from it. And they have a different attitude, a different mindset. But you can actually switch things around in your head. So once you start thinking of the positive and start looking at the nice things, you can't have that negative energy sucking thought at the same time. It disappears. It's gone.
1: Yeah, there are lots of things you can do to protect yourself. The first thing is to be aware that that you do have a choice over who you talk to in and, and your life situation. Maybe your brain is this infinite machine that's trying to give you your ideal life in spite of what you're trying to do. So when you actually let go and trust and allow that part of your brain, it's going to create an amazing life for you and it's going to bring great people into your life. So you don't need to worry about or, or to, that you're going to offend somebody or that if you cut and i know this sounds a little bit <laughs> a bit harsh but you you know sometimes you need to cut people out of your life and i do a lot of relationship coaching and and helping people and sometimes it literally is that it's like no matter how, if this person is making you feel bad they're not right for you and even with a with a family member that you say you do have to be in touch with well maybe you don't need to talk to them so often maybe you can change the subject but we can all turn off the television we can all do those things and in terms of our own life, there's the, you know I can give people a couple of little ideas of of, of ways to feel better about your own life situation. And what one thought to have is sometimes we say to ourselves, "Why is this happening to me?" You can switch that and say, "Why is this happening for me?" Not why is this happening to you? Why is this happening for me? And when you ask that question, your perspective changes, doesn't it? And you see things in a different way. And you can, just like losing everything, you can say, why is this happening for me? Maybe it's to teach me some lessons. Maybe it's so I can go on and help other people who might be experiencing a similar situation. And you start to see the perfection in everything. And that shifts your brain as well. And then you start operating operating in a much better way. So we actually all do have the choice. And sometimes that choice is quite different. Is sorry, quite difficult. But, but you know, if, if someone you really love comes along to you and says, please drink this glass of hydrochloric acid, are you going to do it? You're not, I'd imagine. Absolutely. So if someone you love comes along and says, I want you to feel bad and I want to have this conversation and I, you know, are you going to allow it when you realize what it's doing to you? Because here's the thing, when are you best able to help other people when you're in a, a truly loving state? When you that's when you're, you're most giving, you're most resourceful, you're most generous, you're most creative. It's not when you're afraid and stressed and worried. So you do the rest of society, including the people that you love, the greatest favor, and that means cutting out as much as you can of the things that don't make you feel good so that you can be at your best. Sometimes it's tough decisions, but oftentimes it's quite simple. It's turning off the TV news saying, I don't actually really need to know that. You know, I say to people, try this exercise, try stopping watching any any media for a week. And when you do, you come back to it and you think, I actually don't, I'm not so interested in watching all that stuff anymore. I haven't watched mainstream news for 20 years and my life's never been better since I stopped doing it. So you don't need to know that stuff. And 99% of the people in the world, if there's something you really do need to know, they're all glued to watching it. So they'll make sure you know about it if you need to. But otherwise, you don't need to know that sort of sort of stuff. So you have those decisions. And when you understand what it's doing to this machine, it's like putting in the wrong fuel that it's just not going to make it work. Then you're very, very careful. You become much more careful about what you allow into your life. And that's the way it should be. And when you're careful on how, what you allow into your life and you want good stuff to come into your life, good stuff will come into your life. But you've got to sort of get rid of the, the bad stuff. Bad stuff Absolutely. first, if you Absolutely.
0: like. Absolutely, and like even I don't watch the mainstream news either. i for years, for years, I you know I don't look at that, don't look at ad- advertisements because it's all kind of toxic stuff that they're trying to sell you. Regarding the radio, I like listening sometimes to the radio for the music, but on the hour, every hour they tend to just have five to 10 minutes where they're bombarding you with negativity. And that's when I hit my CD and switch it. I don't even allow three seconds of listening to the news that i will be, you know, bombarded with this. And mm. I, like, I, I look mm. at uh, some people, I know that I, I would say not having a good life, everything negative happened to them. And they're constantly watching horror movies, constantly reading people and it's like you said it's like putting in the bad ingredients you know the the rotten egg into the cake you just once you filter everything i mean i have totally cut the ties with a lot of people it was before when you're in business and everything you try to kind of tiptoe around that and you you know you just don't want to be kind of no it's like as soon as i know somebody's not serving me good luck and they're gone and i have done that to a lot of people it's like yeah this these people aren't they're not helping me and i think you have to decide you're, you know, you're driving, it's your, you're in your control your, of your own ship and you can just cut the ties
1: and you'll build new bridges and the right bridges will appear once you start doing that. And that's the beauty of it. When Once you start allowing your brain to do its job, you'll be amazed at what shows up in your life and you turn around and you say, wow, how did that happen? How did I meet that person? How did I get that opportunity? How come I'm doing what I'm doing now? I never dreamt that I'd be, I'd be doing this. That's what you can look forward to when you're using the brain the right way, but you have to play your part by actually starting to use it the right way. And that's that's a trick for most people, is is but the beauty is once you get a taste for this, once you stop allowing this negativity to come into your life as much as you can, and something really good and unexpected happens, then you think, ah, that's interesting. What how did that happen? So you start to trust more in the process. It's a bit like you you start to. Sit back in the car and enjoy the ride because you, you trust that that's how it works, and it it snowballs and and grows upon itself, and then you start to become more aware of toxicity. You know, my partner and I, if we go to a restaurant or we go into a shop, if it doesn't feel right, we just walk out again. You know, we've been to restaurants and we sit down, and we get the menu, and we think this doesn't feel right, does it? And I remember once, or on many occasions, we're really tired and we've been tramping all around town looking, you know. In a, strange town um, looking for something we were hungry and went into this restaurant because we were hungry and thought oh, this is what we feel like we walked out and we'd been tramping around for an hour and a half looking for somewhere and just around the corner was a fabulous restaurant so oh it it was a man from sicily who made amazing pizza whatever but you know you've got to do that you've got to trust that your brain has got your best interests at heart, and all you need to do is is to keep it in your creative state. Keep it in the state that allows it to do its job, and that means doing everything to block out things that knock it off track, which which is fear. Because I make this point again, and this is so important. The only role of fear in your life is to deal with an immediate threat to your survival, something that's going to harm you there and then. It's not to deal with imaginary wars and things that might happen in the future or. You know, your, your brain isn't designed to deal with that because you don't need to deal with that. You only even need, need to deal with what's here, right here, right now. That's what your brain's designed to deal with. It's not designed to deal with things that don't exist. You're here right now. So let your creative brain create your life right now. That's what it's here, here to do. And if you've got a threat or danger, get rid of it right now. But don't go off in this imaginary scary scary place that's shutting your that's tricking your brain into thinking you're in in danger when you're not
0: just on the restaurants like what i do is i'm constantly making sure that like the managers or the owners aren't treating the staff bad or just looking at the mood of the people because i'm convinced that the energy goes into the food and i don't want to be eating food that there's a toxic energy around it and i'm the same i i make sure i go to places that i see that the waiters are happy the chefs
1: are happy and it's just got a good vibe and the vibe is everything isn't it you can't describe it you can feel it because it's your creative brain remember it's your intuition it's your uh, you know this doesn't feel right or it feels right you don't need to sort of write a checklist out of is uh, to decide whether it's a good restaurant or not or whether it's a good person or not or a good business opportunity it's your gut feeling which comes from your creative brain it's going to lead. it's going to make the right decision every time it's going to tell you the truth every time. Absolutely, that's all you need. And you know, with people, i say, look, I'm terribly sorry. I've got to go and watch some paint dry, or you know, and you just get out of a situation if it's not making you feel <laughs> if it's not making you feel good. That's all you need to do. No, absolutely.
0: And with with the books that you've written, have you actually written about this? Have you created a book about what we've just discussed?
1: I'm in the middle of writing it as we speak, actually uh yes yeah, so that's a, it's a work in progress but I'm, I'm hoping to get that out by the end of the year
0: excellent okay yeah oh, fantastic so listen i'm on the same uh, ship as yourself i totally believe in what you're saying everything that you've said and i hope that people kind of take to heart what you've kind of mentioned because i i mean i've been through a similar journey and i know everything that you've said i uh, you know i i know that's the way to make it work some people, they're kind of lost at the moment that, you know, they're kind of, they don't know what to do. They don't know who to trust, what to believe. And I think that just by kind of paying attention to, I suppose, taking control of yourself and then following your intuition and using your brain the right way, you know, they'll, they'll move forward. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's, uh, you know, you start to appreciate life a lot better. You, you know, you just, every day you, you is a joy and you'll sleep better as well.
1: Yeah, I think it comes what we have to realize because there is a lot of negativity that people are pounded with and even even trying to explain the truth you know I've, I've followed all sorts of writers and people who, who who talk about the truth and how we're all controlled and manipulated and, and the you know how deep you want to go down that it can get very dark I'm not saying none of that is isn't true I totally think it probably is true but the problem is it makes you feel bad it makes you feel disempowered because you think there's this this huge, you know, force of power out there, and you're just a a, a a little person, you can't do anything about it, so it makes you feel bad, but when you realize the infinite power of your brain that's there to protect you, you know you can overcome all of that, because their only, their only tool of control is fear, and if you don't feel fear, and that comes from understanding who you are, you have your power back, you will be impervious to that, the solution is not to try and overthrow the government or do any of those things. It's to overthrow the, the own negativity within yourself. And you then then unlock this infinite power of your brain that is going to protect you and make you have your ideal life experience. You don't need to be afraid of all of that, that enormous sort of um, you know wall of what appears to be an insurmountable problem of control of the world. Because there is is no control of the world. There's only control of your mind. And and the the way you get control back of your mind is by using your brain the right way. You know, in The Matrix, uh, Morpheus said to Neo, you have to let it all go. Fear, doubt, and disbelief. You have to free your mind. And when you free your mind, you see the truth and nobody and nothing can touch you. Because you are this infinite being that's biologically designed to step around all of that to create a world that is ideal for you. That's who we are. That's the solution. Well, exactly. That's the solution. Listen, Liam,
0: thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. So you might let people know how they can get in contact with you. Well,
1: I love people who get in contact. and everything, All my information and everything about me is just on my website, which is my name, liamnaden.com. Yep.
0: Nah, I make sure I put it both on the audio and the video. So thank you very much, Liam.
1: Thank you, Roy. Thank you.
0: All For the Awakening Podcast, you can find other episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. Or also, this one will be on my personal... Uh, YouTube channel because it's not, uh, we didn't touch on anything that they can uh, remove. So it'll be safe enough and it'll be on as well. And as mentioned, I'm a podcasting coach. You can find me on bio.link forward slash podcaster. Be sure to give me a thumbs up, five star rating, share with your friends. And also, you know, Liam's uh, two podcasts, uh, Using Your Brain for Success and Growing in Love for Life. Be sure to give them a five star rating as well. It all helps. Until next week, take care.